about me, it's that I'm 50 shades darker. This is Top 10 Thursdays with us, Sean Lemmy, John Otney, Carla Westman, Matt Kirstens. Uh, is that 50 Shades of Grey sequel coming out this year? Mm. Isn't it coming out oh. like right now? There's a parody coming oh. out. <laughs> um, I feel like have they even cast it yet? Because didn't everyone who was in the original one say like, "I don't want to be in these movies no more"? <laughs> the main are, guy definitely said that. Are they allowed to do that though? They didn't Probably sign not. Fancy expensive <laughs> contracts. Okay, now it's 2017 for the next one. Oh well, I should have looked up a quote or something for a movie this year, but we hit record and I had to say something. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's our last, uh, well, no, we're done with our year wrap-up podcast. That's over. We're done with it. It's 2016 time. It's February. We're looking towards the future. Because no good movies come out in January, but sometimes good movies come out in February. Um, so this week on the show, if you don't remember this format, uh, John and I are going to list the 10 movies we are most looking forward to because there's like no way we could do like a combined like as a group most looking forward to thing because it's it's hard to like quantify anticipation like that and there's no such thing as like mutual anticipation except for Star Wars um, even Colin's not like he's yeah, even Colin's not totally mutual <laughs> um, so but that actually is fitting because on this podcast what's Colin's gonna do is count down his least anticipated movies of the year. Which, I mean, maybe I'll end up trying to take him to see one of those in the theater. It's definitely possible. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and then Nancy, Mr. Matt Carstens, back from uh, your sabbatical. I hope you learned a lot about yourself and your uh, topic of study. I just got like a good, lot of good night's sleeps. I, I've heard good things, but from who other than him? It's like nice, you know. You go to bed about like, like good night sleeps. About Nancy's good night sleeps. Oh, about Nancy's in particular. What I've heard about Nancy's good night sleeps, um, is that they're basically just just the nights. Like as soon as the sun even starts peaking. No, I'm up way haze. before the sun comes up. Yeah, well, it's the winter now. <laughs> I'm like, the alarm goes off and I'm like, it's time to wake up. That's my life. <laughs> That's a sweet life, dude. It's been a long time since I've woken up before sunrise. Oh, really? Yeah. Alright. It's I'll go first. Good. All right, John, you're going to go first. Your number 10 most anticipated movie of 2016 is... Story of Your Life, which is not about sleeping. 
Uh, story of Your Life is the upcoming Dennis Villanueva film. I think you guys know who that is by now. He made Sicario and Prisoners and Enemy. Mm-hmm. And his upcoming movie is a science fiction film based off a short story that I have read, also called Story of Your Life, from the late 90s by uh, Bellevue resident Ted Chiang. Little shout out. He just lives in Bellevue. I Bellevue. For some reason, I feel like that destroys his credibility by saying he lives in Bellevue. <laughs> I mean, this is an award-winning story. It won, like, you know, all the, all, whatever the, all the nerd awards. Okay, nerd awards. Prize. It's just not a cool ah. place to be from. <laughs> Anyways, on. it's a uh, story where aliens come to Earth. Really, like, weird-looking aliens, like... In the story, they're described as like these bizarre shapes with like all sorts of arms, and you can't tell where their mouths are, and they have like a million eyes. And Amy Adams plays a scientist who's trying to understand their language and their their written language, and uh, it's really complicated. But by learning that, she starts to like it opens her mind to like it's it's like a big spoiler, like you like me talked like discussing what the breakthrough she makes and discovering like what she learns through their language but uh it's mostly just a lot of talking but uh, it's got really weird looking aliens it's got amy adams jimmy renner and force whitaker in there little michael schulberg action Ooh. modern day film for him i know he usually does <gasps> period pieces past a man in the present. maybe his his stuff will be flashbacks <laughs> he'll be like her dad um, because off podcast, we were talking about it recently how Michael Stuhlbarg only seems to make movies in the past. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I don't. Re- I certainly don't remember his character in the story. It's probably a new character. It's only like thirty page story. I am worried that it'll be difficult. So I guess that makes it like a novelette, thirty nine pages or something, something like that. Um, my worries are whether they can stretch that to a feature length film, and also I'm looking up the screenwriter. And he has only done terrible things. <laughs> I see Final Destination 5, The Thing remake, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. But this is this is Dels Villanueva. Like he's been pretty good lately, right? Mm-hmm. Like and he's he, like he's tapped to do Blade the new Blade Runner movie. Well, and, and the thing out. about him is I feel like a lot of his movies have been like, Well, that sounds dumb. <laughs> but then it like it turned out good. Yeah, prisoners looked like a piece of shit and I had a mm-hmm. good time. So I'm going to be optimistic, you know, just because he's attached to the, the project. And I did like the short story, and I like aliens. Let me ask you this, John. You really emphasized how weird-looking these aliens are. Have they released any pictures of, of what they're going to look like or told no, us anything about how they're There's not even, like, fan art. They're too hard to describe. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how those are visualized on screen because it's, like, a pretty low-key story, but then there's, like, these ridiculous-looking aliens in it, so... I'm excited to see how that plays out. It sounds very bizarre. Yeah. Sean, well, your number 10? Yeah, my number 10 is Zoolander, number 2. Nice. A.K.A. Zoolander. Uh, A.K.A. Zoolander 2. I think they're actually going with Zoolander number 2, based on the, the latest posters. And, you know, it's been a long time since <laughs> Zoolander came out. So... This is probably this is probably gonna be one I regret putting on my list, uh, especially because the trailer was like not particularly funny. There's there's some things that I liked about it though, so I'm just I'm trying to keep optimistic. Um, 
you know, Ben Stiller and uh, Owen Wilson actually like still look all right in in the in the roles. They look exactly the same. <laughs> like that's that's cool. Good on them. I, I I can't envision a Zoolander tr- trailer that is particularly funny. <laughs> like I just can't I can't see it. You mean for this one or the first one? <laughs> no, just I mean this. Why not both? I just Zoolander is more about like the experience. Yeah. <laughs> like if if they give you like all the best jokes, they're gonna give you all the best jokes, and no one likes that. Yeah, you don't like getting all the best jokes because yeah. then the movie doesn't have that many good yeah. jokes. You're able to get it. <laughs> like I, I thinking minutes. back, thinking back on Zoolander, there's probably like ten good jokes. You know. <laughs> Yeah, there's the Dave Duchovny scene. It's like the, the files are in the computer. Yeah, there's the ants. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. But uh... <laughs> man, you're really hyping me up for this movie. <laughs> you know, I, I've looked at the Wikipedia, and I won't say everyone who's appearing in the film because it's kind of spoiling. But I, there's there's like the right people to cameo in this movie are cameoing in it. Um. It's directed by Ben Stiller, and I feel like the ones he chooses to direct are usually, like, at least okay. Right? Like, probably... Tropic Thunder is funny. Tropic Thunder was good. Like... <laughs> he hasn't directed that many movies. Yeah, Walter he hasn't Mitty. directed too many, and I, I, think he, I feel like he does fine. Um, Looks like Billy Zane's back in this one. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> He's right there on the front of the IMDb page. He's a big deal. And you know, it there aren't very many good comedies right now for some reason. I guess because everyone's just doing TV shows. Because you don't even have to try as a comedian to get a TV show right now. <laughs> um, but obviously, Zoolander was a hugely important franchise to us. We like made over our MySpace pages to. <laughs> Zoolander back in the day. We who, who was I? Was I someone? Watched the movie a lot. Mm, that's a good question. Who were you? Did you change it? I can't remember. I Sean, who were you? I'm pretty sure I was David Duchovny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was I was Hansel. I called him Zoolander. And Jake was Luke Wilson. <laughs> not in the movie. <laughs> I want to say even Mike may have been in on that with Mugatu. I don't know. I think Mike was Mugatu. I wanted to say that. I mean, I can understand if you weren't anybody, Nancy, because it just wasn't anyone left to pick. I feel like I didn't see that Billy movie Zane. with you guys. I saw that like way later. Maybe you're Vince Vaughn. Uh, uh, <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that sounds like it could be very possible. I wonder <laughs> if I could hack it back into MySpace. I guess what I need to know is... Is, is the old Zoolander still hold up? I haven't watched it in a that's, really long time. Yeah, it's a I watched question. it maybe two months ago. And it was like... It was like... It's a good time. It's still like good memories. Is it Austin Powers 1 good? I don't know. I haven't seen Austin Powers 1 <laughs> in a long time. I feel like that's another movie that's about the same like level of sophistication. <laughs> yeah, me and Sean... Like, Rewatched the first Austin Powers a couple years ago, and it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. The two sequels, terrible, but that first yeah. one, pretty <laughs> good. Right off a cliff. Yeah. 
So I would imagine Zoolander's probably okay. I mean, like I just, Sean, like, it's got a lot of memorable lines. Yeah, like the I, part where they're spraying each other with gasoline. Oh yeah, that's great. That's, that's funny. <laughs> the part where he's in the mine with his dad and his brothers, and he's like wearing makeup and stuff. He's got that like tiny that. phone. Got that tiny phone. Remember when that was funny? It's funny because like that's like not a satire it, of real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this is what it's gonna be, but then it's mm-hmm. not. My phone is huge. Yeah, your phone's so big. Oh, dude, dude. Can't even fold it in half. What a piece of shit. When are we going to get smartphones that fold in half? Oh, be cool. Never. I want to believe. Uh, but Colin doesn't want to believe in his number 10, which is... Actually, I kind of do want to believe in my number 10, because... Like, this movie looks stupid, but we might actually end up seeing it as uh, Gods of Egypt. Oh, come on, that is not your, one of your least anticipated films. You want to see that movie. <laughs> I do. Okay, I just wanted an excuse to talk about it, because what else are we ever going to talk about Fair Gods enough. of Egypt? Um, this comes out, like, the weekend of my birthday. Nice. I may, may use it as, like, my birthday wish to force everyone to see it. <laughs> I love that weekend. That, that weekend's also Oscar weekend. It's going to line up real it's nice. It's going to be a movie extravaganza. <laughs> All of the 26th to the 28th. And uh, this is uh, 300, but in Egypt, basically. With a lot of, like, a diverse cast. Yeah, so diverse. It's got <laughs> a black guy in it. And yeah. a bunch of white people. Including Gerard Butler. From 300. Mm-hmm. As the bad guy, I think. He seemed pretty bad. I can't really tell which one's the bad guy. I, I couldn't tell if he was a bad he's guy or the weird robots. Nicola Coster-Waldo's the good guy. I guess, but it's fighting. just like, he's got an eye patch. <laughs> he's got an eye patch because he got his eyes ripped out. Did you even watch the trailer? Yes, but it's just hard to trust a guy with an eye patch. I'm just saying. He's like, he probably has like a rough past, but I bet he's like a good guy now. Sure. <laughs> I get it. I understand that he's the good guy. It's just... I don't know. <laughs> Nancy, have you seen any trailers or pictures of this movie? Oh, yeah. I'm all over it. Yeah, so you've seen how it's got, like... It's basically got, like, those weird, like, Anubis robot warriors in it. Yeah, it's Transformer meets 300. <laughs> yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty... And, like, Nikolai Costa-Wilde is, like, is nine like, feet tall. Like, I don't know, for some reason That's I watched the trailer and, like, the effects don't look that good. No, they look horrible because like, they're, yeah. like, that weird, like, pristine, like, everything's super shiny and new looking. And it, yeah, it's got a real Attack of the Clones kind of yeah, thing to it. it looks so unappealing, but... They just went for it. Still cost $140 million. Definitely seems like it would hurt your eyes if you watched this movie like in 3D. Yeah, you should probably go in 3D. Yeah, it's just going to be like so shiny. I was pushing for D-Box. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, that's something we talked about seeing in D-Box. You might as well. There might be something else out taking the one D-Box theater in the state. If Deadpool is like around for a while, yeah. that'll just be the stupidest thing we've ever done. But it'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> it can't be both, Colin. <laughs> I think it can. I mean, this is a film that's definitely going to need our money. I mean, it, it costs 140 million dollars, 
it doesn't really have any stars. That's like a what weird thing too. It's like you wouldn't say Gerard Butler's a star. Not he's not that big of a star. He's not like a selling point. Like oh, you guys gonna see the new Gerard Butler film? I like, guess I don't think so. I, guess, I feel like there was a point a few years ago where he was like the probably. I, there probably was, but I just I find it funny. There's a lot of controversy around this movie because it didn't cast any Egyptian actors. But it's like it didn't cast any big stars either, so it's like they didn't they, they didn't even justify it. Like that Gods and Kings movie that came out, you know, with uh, Christian Bale about Moses and stuff. At least those were big stars. Like you can understand why they didn't cast diverse people because like we want to make money, so we got big stars. This doesn't even have that. So like, uh, it's not got gonna... Rufus Sewell, John. If, I don't. I have no idea who that is off the top. The of star head. of Dark City. And. Um, Looks like it's uh, got Jeffrey Rush in it too. I think he was in a Knight's Tale. Also, okay. it's got a black guy. <laughs> it's got Chadwick Boseman in it. Chadwick yeah. Boseman, future superstar. It's like you know, you don't know if Egyptian gods were white. You know, maybe the gods were white. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if they could turn into metal birds or not. Yeah, have some faith. Yeah, main character is called Beck. Yeah, Becker. <laughs> uh, for me, it's like not even the stupid robot fighting. It's just the fact that Nicola Coster Waldo is like ten feet tall and towering over normal humans. I'm pretty sure Gerard Butler is tall too. Yeah, I'm guessing anyone who's a god is like ten feet tall. That's just great. That's a really funny idea. It's <laughs> never been implemented in a movie. <laughs> I think they played with that a little bit in the Percy Jackson movies, but they like fluctuated heights. Mm-hmm. Alright, what else are we anticipated about? My number nine most anticipated is Don't Think Twice. I know nothing about it except that it stars Mike Birbiglia, was written by Mike Birbiglia, and was directed by Mike Birbiglia. And I was a big fan of his last film. That was pretty funny. I love his comedy. It's that great lazy guy, low-key humor, which I think most people, most, most dudes my age can relate to. It's also got Keegan-Michael Key and Jillian Jacobs. I, I don't know anything about it, though. I can't find anything about the plot. It's supposed to come out next year. Um, I don't know. I guess it's hard to get excited about like those indie ones. Like, oh, I know some of the people in this movie. It's like a low-key comedy. But uh, I like Mike Birbiglia enough to, you know, be like, yeah, maybe. maybe. This is more than a maybe, John. This is a promise. I won't think twice about it. But I don't have much to say about it. Sean, what's your number nine? My number nine is Ghostbusters, because they haven't come up with a title for it yet, even though it comes out in July. Maybe they're just calling it Ghostbusters. Maybe That's... they're calling it Girlbusters. <laughs> I mean... Does it sound like they're busting girls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be relevant. So look, like, Paul Fee, he's alright, like... Spy was good last year. The Heat was okay. Bridesmaids was good. Um, I, I, a lot of people are like super duper upset about this. But like the more I think about it, a Ghostbusters like revival was inevitable. I mean, something we've been hearing about forever. And I respect the fact that at least they're trying to do something new with the IP instead of just like retreading the the, the path that already blazed. 
It's like if you're not going to get the original people, why not do this? I don't know. Yeah. No, like, yeah, if... if you're just going to not... get a bunch of male guys that look like the old guys? <laughs> well, and that's what pe- people were like, well, you should just do it with, like, Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd. Ugh. And... <laughs> Danny McBride? <laughs> like, I guess that would be funny, but I would want that to be, like, totally their project. You know? I wouldn't want... I would want it to be a Seth Rogen movie more than a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Like, they're just smoking ghosts all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds awesome. Dude, I just smoked a chicken! (laughs) And, you know, I guess that is, like, the scary side of this is that they're talking about, like, we'll do a Ghostbusters cinematic universe and there'll be another sequel where it's, like, an all-guy team. Okay, you know, like I love, um, I love me some universes, but I do, I don't need this. Yeah, it's, it's a bridge too far. But I, I still want to remain optimistic about this one because, like I said, I like Paul Feig as a director. I like Kristen Wiig. I like Melissa McCarthy. I don't understand why it would be love terrible. Love Kate McKinnon. I think it'll be fine. Why are you so wary? Well, I think it's just because of all the baggage it gets with being a Ghostbusters sequel. I mean, yeah. the last Ghostbusters sequel wasn't very good. Yeah, most, and that most, was like most right sequels after they aren't very good, good, so it's like... Yeah. It is what it is. Don't worry about it, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Colin, what about you, you? Oh, I couldn't remember if John had gone again. Um, so mine uh, is <laughs> another Gerard Butler joint. Um, London Has Fallen. <laughs> Yeah. The sequel to Olympus Has Fallen? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the one. So this time, he's in London with the president, and uh, there's like an explosion, and he gets taken hostage Wait, or something. Wait, is this the one where Aaron Eckhart is the president, or is this the one where Morgan Freeman it's, is the president? It's uh, Aaron Eckhart. I had to look this up, too. It's confusing, because they don't really tell you who's the president it's just like oh these guys both are very high up members of the u.s government but as high as you can go yeah morgan freeman's like the speaker of the house so he's in it a bunch for some reason um and uh yeah it's just like this guy like I don't. I can't even remember what the fuck the plot of this movie was. I just remember, it seemed a lot like the villain's motivation was basically just to like destroy every major city in the world. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's that's cool. He's just like a straight up super villain. You don't get many of those guys that are just like, I just want to destroy the world. <laughs> that's all you need, especially when it's like. I don't know. It uses politics as its backdrop. It obviously takes place in reality, but he's still like, no, world domination, man. Not world domination. Like, just I want everyone to die. Pretty much. So, what does that have to do with London, though? I don't know. That's just where Gerard Butler and President Eric Eckhart happen to be. Was it like for some sort of conference or meeting? Is the Prime Minister in it? Uh, they're in London for the Prime Minister's funeral. <gasps> oh no. He has fallen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was he like assassinated? 
I think so. Honestly, this is a movie. I think I watched the trailer twice. I cannot remember hardly anything about it, except there's a cool shot of a helicopter getting shot down and, like, <laughs> scraping Big Ben. But it's Ooh. just one of those movies where it's, like, so hard to even pay attention to the trailer. <laughs> it's, like, such a generic action movie. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing as Olympus Has Fallen, but they put it in a different city. Did you see Olympus as well? No. So, like, how, how do you know what happened? I don't really know what happens. <laughs> I just know it looks, uh, underwhelming. I keep forgetting that these are your least anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> since you, like, since the first one, you, like, really wanted to see. I was, like, pretty to that. <laughs> I might have thrown you for a loop. Yeah, it kind of confused me. Sorry about that. That's all right. No, just remember, this is all negative. This is a real movie that will be in theaters. And it was funny because Sean's Ghostbusters thing sounded like he wasn't that excited about it. <laughs> I, you know, every year I put a few movies on my list that's like, maybe it'll turn out okay. But then they don't. I guess the question they're... is, would you rather have a bad one or in like a chance for a good one? Or would you rather them just not try? I would rather they just hadn't tried. But it's like why? Why? Then there's no because chance. Because there was no reason to like. But there's they no already made a Ghostbusters sure, sequel sure. and it was a bad movie. Yeah, but sure. But if they make another one, like you don't have to. Just because it exists doesn't mean like you have to. Does it really like sadden you and burden? Like, does it take away from the original? Well, I mean, a little bit. Yeah. How? Just because I know. Just because you know. It's like, okay. I mean, would you say the Star Wars prequels don't take away from the original? I'd say they kind of ruined Star Wars for a while, for a little bit. I guess, but we all love it anyways. I don't... I don't. Like, if there we was all an still X-Files love episode where Mulder murder-suicided himself and Scully, that wouldn't like kind of change the series for you? I don't think I would... I would still enjoy the old X-Files. I don't think it... I don't agree with that. Like, it doesn't make... Ghostbusters one worse if there's a new bad Ghostbusters. You could just be like, hey, don't like don't watch that. It's bad. Like it but, Like my my point of putting it on the list was at least they were like, let's do something totally different. Yeah. So like even if they do fuck it up, which I don't entirely believe they will, because like I said, I like most of the people involved in that project. Even if they do totally fuck it up, though, at least it's like, well, it was totally different, and we can just put it away. Kind of like that um, Point Break movie that came out in December, right? Where it's like, it's totally different. It looked like shit. Nobody gave a shit. It's gone. We could just go back to enjoying the 90s one. Yeah, but they didn't make that movie for you, Sean. They made it for the surf culture boom in China. Yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> I feel like they kind of made it for Sean since it has such a fast and furious vibe to it. Ugh, like bad and furious. <laughs> I think it's John's turn now. My yeah. number eight is The Vavitch. What? It's a movie called The Witch, but on all the posters they've stylized it so it looks like it says The Vavitch. Double V. Uh, Double V is a um, movie set in the 17th century puritan family in like the wilderness i guess probably like probably like massachusetts or some bullshit and there's witch it's like salem witch trials era and it looks really scary it's a horror movie it played at last year's sundance and it won best director which is pretty interesting for a horror movie 
So it must at least be okay. It's got like an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. It stars Game of Thrones rejects. Um, but it looks pretty promising. Like, it looks creepy. I like that it's a period piece horror film. You don't get a lot of those. You certainly don't get a lot of those that are remotely good. Um, I guess that, like, Red Riding Hood movie was a period piece. That it was one was Crimson with, Peak. Crimson Peak, you know. Not the best movie, but yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. You know, I, I like that the, the reviews are already in, that they're positive. It's coming out pretty soon. I think February, like, 19th, somewhere around there. Um, and it's a first-time director, I think. Yeah, so uh, that's exciting, oh, too, you know. Peak. Little baby. See if this little baby has a, a big career ahead of him. Who knows? Uh, so, yes. The Vavitch. So, John, is it uh, one of those found footage movies? It's not a found footage movie, Sean. That'd be very <laughs> odd if it's this found footage movie in the 17th century. <laughs> That'd be odd. Yeah, you just came up with a great idea, Sean. I'll, like if someone did like Silent Era. It's like old those old crackers. No, like, like in an era rotate. where there weren't. Cameras. Okay, yes, so it's just like literally no cameras at this point in history. So is there like someone like running with it? Photo cameras. <laughs> what? Is there someone like running with the camera and going like? <gasps> yeah, they just, <laughs> they just never acknowledge. It. I don't know what oh, they're running with. Like, <laughs> no, it's like a camcorder, but they don't like they don't even talk about it or acknowledge it or anything. It's just it just is. You sure that at the end of it, the like main character just walks back into a time portal? No, no, no. No. Every found footage movie ends with the main character dropping the camera and it goes to static. Yeah. I was so pissed in that Project Almanac movie that had time travel that it did not end with someone dropping the camera and it going into the past and then being seeing a dinosaur. The whole time I was like, that's going to happen. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. The moonshot. The moonshot. Sean, your number eight. My number eight is the last one on these lists. Where I'm like... I want to believe. Um, but I'd rather have them not make it. No, this one was an inevitability as well, but I, I wanted it. And it's, it's called Star Trek Beyond. And I know what everyone's thinking. Ah, that trailer was really bad. But, uh, like... Sabotage. That trailer is not for you, Sean. That, <laughs> well... Fair. Okay, like it's exactly for Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I just really like don't know Sean very well. Sean loves action movies. Sean loves Star Trek. Yeah, I guess it is for Sean. <laughs> I mean, it's not for Star Trek fans. Like, here's the thing: this movie was directed by Justin, the good Fast and the Furious movies, Lynn, and written by Simon Pegg, as well as a bunch of other nerds. And all of them are like don't worry about that trailer that's not what the movie's like so i'm just gonna believe that they're telling the truth you know i'm gonna enjoy the fact that instead of like hanging out near earth and fighting starfleet dudes or like really similar to starfleet dudes they're actually like going to a new exciting world uh they got idris elba as the villain i think is the villain certainly yeah. as an alien uh that's cool i like that guy uh, they got the the lady with cyber legs from the Kingsman as the as another actor in the movie. Okay. Good for her. Such a uh, great character. Everyone else is back for for more of an adventure, and you know what? I, I still really like Star Trek, even after Into Darkness kind of 
dulled my enthusiasm for this new take on it. That 2009 one was still really great. Yeah, that's good. Simon Pegg gets it, as far as I know. Like, when it comes to sci-fi things, he gets it. Sure, Paul wasn't that great, but... <laughs> Justin Lin can take it for... I mean, come on! It's like Fast and Furious combined with Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm... I watched a couple of TNG episodes the other day. Get back on the wagon. I'm ready. Yeah. A little it's Riker dark. action. Oh, God. It was hilarious. Riker. No one could remember anything, so no one could remember who was Bone and Riker, so everyone was Bone and Riker. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, oh, what? Oh, what? He's in trouble. He's Bone and God. I can't wait till they get to the point where they reboot movies with TNG characters. That's going to be sweet. Yeah, that's that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> who would play Tom Hardy? Would, who would he play? Picard. Picard. I guess. He already played like that weird young clone Picard at Nemesis. Well, why wouldn't the guy from uh, X-Men play Picard? <laughs> McAvoy? Oh, <laughs> shit. We're going to have to have like a battle royale. <laughs> okay, we get... Yeah, but like Tom Hardy will be too old. I guess it's probably the same age as Max. <laughs> Depends, like, yeah, how we want to start it. This is in like young Picard. This is like twenty years, so we have to pick a child actor now. Okay. Back when Picard just had a comb over. Yeah, I don't think Picard ever had a comb over. He embraced the baldness. Because there's like probably had a he's like not totally bald in like a lot of episodes. He's just you know, just on top. My dad style. style to have my dad's <laughs> okay so my number eight was a late minute addition to the list i saw the trailer literally uh this morning um because originally slotted on my list was 50 shades of black because i thought we were going to do this list last week but then it came out last friday so i could talk about it you, you can it's, still talk about it Eh. Still, I'll talk about. Uh, you guys see this movie, Nine Lives? Oh my god, I saw the trailer today! <laughs> Where uh, Kevin Spacey plays like a douchey businessman and he gets turned into a cat. And I guess his Wait, best. Did you say Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey yeah, gets Kevin turned Spacey. into a cat. <laughs> You mean Kevin James? No, right? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> House of Cards. Mm-hmm. He's a powerful businessman that I guess is probably like a bad dude and becomes a cat and probably has to learn a lesson. I think so. And what's something? What's great about that trailer is most of his interaction is with Christopher it Walken. Looks so good. And it's like, <laughs> so who's what do you this mean? for? Okay, this is just like I'm, Colin's guilty pleasure list. I get. I mean, it looks funny, but like I'm not the way that's gonna be good. It. It's gonna be terrible. It's just like pretty funny that they paired him with Christopher Walken because he's just talking to a cat. Sounds good to me. I mean, the cat does not move his lips. It's done Milo and Otis. Yeah, stuff. that's pretty lame. <laughs> that he just like thinks to Christopher like Walken. Like they have a mental connection, I guess. Like Garfield. Yeah, he's closest we're gonna get to the Garfield, like the oh, like a real Garfield movie, <laughs> the one the fans want, like the Dark Knight Garfield. 
Yeah, like it was a real cat. Not that CG shit. Practical cats. Practical cats. It honestly feels like a pitching tense movie to me. It absolutely feels like a pitching tense movie. I mean, you're taking someone who doesn't normally do, like, that many comedies and the absolute most ridiculous comedy you could come up with. And I like that it's, it, it says, you know, from the director of the Men in Black movies. Very sonic. Like, okay. How many of those had the same director? All of them. Wow. But he had to do this cat movie. Passion Project. Passion Project. He basically only made Men in Black so he could make this movie. <laughs> He's building up to this. He didn't have. They didn't have the technology back then <laughs> to film a cat and voice it over. <laughs> Did he get to figure out? What do you do mean it? we have Milo and Otis? They spent so much money trying to get the cat's lips to move, and then they figured he out. Probably does some really intense stunts that they had. Oh, done. it definitely looked like it. He was flying all over the place. <laughs> Like, this is like Baby's Day Out meets Look Who's Talking meets Milo and Otis meets Homeward Bound. <laughs> meets House of Cards. Meets Cats and Dogs. Wow. It's quite the meetup. There was a, what a movie called Nine Lives in 2005. Did it have cats? No, it looks really serious. Well, maybe this is serious too. Maybe they only showed us the funny parts. Can't wait for the sequel. Ten, Maybe he dies eight lines. times in it. Ten lives. He's gonna die a lot because he's got nine lives. All right, let's let's move on to serious movies. Maybe my, my number seven. Maybe my number seven I don't is. Know, maybe you'd pitch a comedy. <laughs> uh, no, no comedies. No, all, serious. all serious. Maybe one one kind of comedy. No, two, two comedies. Okay, my, num- my number seven is not a comedy. It is Passengers. It's another sci-fi movie. It's got Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Uh, Did we'll Reddit cast this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the plot is there's a big spaceship traveling to a distant planet. It's going to take like 60 years to get there. And then Chris Pratt is awoken, and he's like, well, shit. I don't want to sit around and die alone. So he lets another person out, and that's Jennifer Lawrence. And I know there's like some talk a couple of months ago how about Jennifer Lawrence is like reportedly like really uncomfortable with the sex scenes they had to do. So I know it's going that direction. Um, I thought Chris Pratt still, came out and was like, I'm a Christian. I don't do sex scenes. I'm a Christian now. Doing sex scenes. Sounds like the plot but, of Rocket Man. Uh, I mean, that was only like what? Like maybe six to ten months or something? It wasn't 60 years. But still, Sean, wasn't that a good part of Rocket Man? <laughs> I mean, there are only good parts to Rocket Man. <laughs> it is one of the I, perfect films. I liked that films. part. That when that one dude's like going crazy. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, there's a lot of that in this, like, uh, like sock playing with socks and stuff. And a monkey. And oh, it's being directed. Yeah, chimp. And it's being directed by Morton Tildum, who did mm-hmm. most recently *Imitation Game*, which was fine. I liked it okay. And it's being written by John Spatz, who wrote. Prometheus, supposedly he wrote the first draft of Prometheus that everyone says was better, but then Damon Lindelof like ruined it like <laughs> Even though like who really knows? Because I can see knows. the Did you the hear that sound he made? That was the only calm. other the only other movie John Spatz wrote before Prometheus was The Darkest Hour, and no way that was good, so I don't really know what 
his career as a writer is going to be like. I know he's also writing Doctor Strange and the Mummy reboot, so he's got some big projects on his plate. Right. This one probably will be pretty big, with you know considering the stars it has attached to it. Please refresh me. I I'm drawing a complete blank. What was the imitation game? It was the one with Benedict Cumberbatch where he played uh, oh, yeah. the code-cracking dude, the famous dude. What's his name? Yeah, it's the movie that... <laughs> Alan Turing. Terrence Howard was, like, all about at the Oscars. <laughs> oh, the imitation. Oh, this movie, man. It's, it's just thinking about it so good. <laughs> Wasn't the story behind that that, like, he forgot what he was supposed to say? It so is, So he just yeah. acted the hell out of it. <laughs> he did. He did a marvelous job. Just thinking about it so good. <laughs> Who's ever said that? Just thinking yeah, about, just thinking about it. It's so good. It gets me pumped. But Passengers, sci-fi. Looks like it was originally supposed to star Keanu Reeves, but they gave it a huge upgrade. So that's good. Um, I think it is weird that's Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence, because I feel like he's kind of, he's, he's a bit older than her. Well, you I know, mean, I like him both. He just got done dating Aubrey Plaza on Parks and Rec. Uh, I'm not really sure how old Aubrey Plaza is. Oh, too young to be dirty grandpa. Nice. <laughs> That's for sure. But this has people I like. It's got an interesting sounding premise. Comes out in late December, so they must like they yeah. must think it's pretty good. Or they're like, trying right? to get that gravity money. Yeah, December twenty first. Um, so we'll see. Or we won't if, if it sucks. Sean, you're number seven. Movie. Yeah, that's what I did with the last movie by this director, even though I heard it was really good. The director's name, John Michael McDonough. That movie was called Cavalry. Calvary. This Calvary. movie is called War on Everyone. And it stars Alexander Skarsgård and Michael Pena as some corrupt cops in Albuquerque, New Mexico, who like blackmail people until it goes bad. Which... Sounds like a pretty good McDonough brother movie plot. And, you know, I really liked uh, The Guard back in the day and I've been meaning to watch uh, Calvary for a couple of years now. Um, it's good. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. I like Michael Pena a lot and Alexander Skarsgård. Was good in, like, uh, Generation Kill. It's about my only frame of reference for him. I guess he was in Zoolander, but... <laughs> Is he going to be the new one, though? Is he going to be in the new Zoolander? I don't know. We'll have to... they got to bring everybody back. I believe he's also playing Tarzan in one of the Tarzans. Oh, he's got, like, a nine-pack. He's so rich. Oh, my God. Good for <laughs> but him. But that movie's probably going to suck. Where's that? Isn't Christoph Waltz the bad guy? Where's the ninth app? <laughs> <laughs> It's down there. You know where the eighth ad is, though, right? It's down there. Okay. It's, you know, it's around. It's around. It kind of floats around. He's got to look around. It, sounds like it flexes uh, different parts of the body. It's on his butt. He has an eight pack, and then he has a stomach under it. So you just kind of call it a nine pack. You know, he's related Ooh. to Stellan Skarsgård, so that makes him cool in my book. And yeah, Paul Reiser's in this movie. I think it's a good choice. My, the only reason I didn't put it on mine is because the premise doesn't excite me, but the people and uh, you know personnel involved excite me. Because like John Michael McDonough has pretty much only made good movies at this point. I like the cast. Um, I guess I have no reason to believe it wouldn't be good. 
So ex- excited. Yes. Colin, what aren't you excited for? Uh, my number seven is Ice Age Collision Course. <laughs> Do they spell it weird? Well said. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not good at talking. <laughs> Collision Course. So um, this is the 16th Ice Age movie, right? I don't even fucking know, man. I'm going to guess it's the fifth. Right? I can't remember well, what When we left off, it was in... Like special Super Bowl <laughs> commercials. Okay. When we last left our heroes, it was like modern day in the Ice Age, right? What? It was like... I guess. So I remember like the Ice Age ended in one of those, and then there were dinosaurs for some reason. It got unthawed. From the ice. How long do these motherfuckers live? <laughs> ice Age lasted a pretty long time. No, I mean these animals. <laughs> oh, good question. <laughs> Not that long. They just happened to live around the time that the Ice Age ended. It started and ended. And also they were dinosaurs. For some reason they didn't die out or anything. Um, I believe this is the fifth one. Okay. There was Ice Age. Okay, wait, I don't care. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, Colin, why are you particularly not yeah, interested in I wanna, this? Yeah, I don't want to know why you're not interested in <laughs> this one. It's not any, like... It's just like, why are they making Because I know you were excited about the fourth one. The fourth one was called... Continental Drift. Is it true that Ray Romano is funding these himself? <laughs> Max it out his credit card. Can you confirm all of his Raymond that? money into this franchise? Who else is it? Up. Like Dennis Leary? Dennis Leary and Jean Leguizamo. That that's the power trio at the heart of this franchise. And there's Scrat, but he just makes all noises. Apparently, Neil deGrasse Tyson is in this as Neil DeBuck Weasel. Yeah, Colin, you haven't brought the best part of this. What are they doing in Collision Course? Dying. You do know what they're doing, right? I only saw the trailer with the little rat squirrel thing, and he's like somehow caused a meteor to head towards the Earth. Wow. Yeah, don't they have to leave their planet? Maybe. <laughs> I thought it would like had to do with space travel. Looks like <laughs> there is some space stuff. They didn't leave much indication of the plot from the trailer I saw. Are- <laughs> Are they going to destroy the Earth? It kind of looks that way, which I guess for that, I kind of I, I kinda respect the finality of that, because that might mean that they're saying this is the last Ice Age. What a note to go at. Like, is that what that's about? They're leaving Earth? I don't know if they're leaving Earth, because the, 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 the plot description of Wikipedia says that, like, Scrat goes to space, because... In the in the short before Peanuts, the most recent movie, uh, the most recent movie by what's that company, Blue Sky, Twentieth uh, Century Fox, I don't know. Anyways, they had a short, an Ice Age short where Scrat went to space. So I figured this movie would be more of that, but maybe it's just he goes to space and like hits a meteor, and now it's like coming. Well, that's and then they have to find another place. I, to go I think that trailer was probably the same thing as that short. It probably just showed footage from that. Yeah. And then they cut to Earth and. Ray Romano's like, oh, this doesn't look good. As he watches a meteor head towards Earth. Because in the in the plot description, it says they're forced, uh, Manny and the rest of the herd, okay, they see, Scrat's adventure into space sets up a series of events that threaten Manny and the rest of the herd down on Earth. 
forcing them to leave behind their home. That makes it sound like they're leaving, you know, to go to another planet, but it could just be they're in another spot on Earth. Because then it says they're going to an exotic place called, oh, it doesn't say, but it's led by a guy named Shangri-Lama. Who's Jesse Tyler? We're getting way too oh, far into this. Yeah, I really don't. The modern care. I just wanted to know if they're going to space or not. <laughs> Sounds At like the very least that rat thing will go to space. <laughs> he's definitely going to space. On the poster, he's in an astronaut. He's already outfit. been to space. <laughs> well, maybe he's going back. <laughs> Race to space. That's the second one. I, I feel like the tagline sums up this movie. It says, one small step, one giant mess. <laughs> <laughs> they know what's going on. Okay, so my number six is my first blockbuster. I haven't been doing a lot of those. Uh, it's pretty much a big pile of corporate fuck, but that's okay. It's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Of course, it is a Harry Potter spinoff based off the uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them screenplay. I don't know, booklet. Well, well, I mean, it started with the book, which wasn't really even a book. It's more like a monster guide. It was like a book within the book to begin with, right? It was like, yeah, did you read but this then book? they did. They did publish said it. Said Harry. They did publish it, and it's like a book with like monster facts, and it's got like Harry and like Ron like writing in the book. but then from there where it gets interesting is yeah jk rowling wrote a screenplay so it's like okay so it's it is coming from her it's like an i you know she's helming it and she's done good stuff so far so why why wouldn't it be good sean are you like super anti hope this would never get made yes were you super anti-hope super anti-hope sean's usually super anti-hope super anti-hope um, it's set in like ancient America, right? Ancient. America. If by ancient America you mean like the 1920s, and yeah. <laughs> oh. Ancient America. Is Colin like. Farrell in it? Is Colin Farrell is in it? Yes. Mm. Is he playing <laughs> Harry Potter? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like time travel. <laughs> Or like Harry Potter age backwards. No, it's just one of those things where you just don't question it. I think that's something you'd absolutely have to question. No, it makes absolutely no sense. It. You just gotta go with it. Seventy years in the past, and he's older. <laughs> it is what it wow. is, Sean. Uh, what I do that like phrase means nothing. You can't just say it is what it is. It is arguments it is. over. Yeah, everything is what it is. Exactly. What are you gonna do about it, Sean? You're just gonna be sad. Why is this conversation so much about Sean? <laughs> I just want to know what Sean, Sean didn't pick. Sean thinks about it. I know so what I, you think so about. I read not yet. books. I guess so. I'm the book reader of, of the group. I guess. Like the truth is, I'm out. Like I'm a hundred percent out. And it's this movie's job to win me back. But John, you're. And by the way, name of the main character, really not helping their case. I don't know if. If you revealed that or not yet, John. Newt Scamander. Newt Scamander. Yeah, what is it with that last name? Well, I'm sure J.K. Rowling came up with the character and never thought it'd have its, have its own movie franchise. Yeah, she probably never pronounced it. <laughs> probably just scribbled down a bunch of shit on a notepad. Um, what I do like about it, though, is 
it has a nice look to it. It sounds like an interesting story. It's got J.K. Rowling. David Yates is directing. He directed like most of the Harry Potters. Good cast. What I don't like is, you know this project never would have happened if the studio wasn't like, dude, we need to make infinite money. <laughs> and then also, they're planning on making it a trilogy, which sounds terrible. Of course so, you gotta do that. What do you want? What do you want I'm a little from? worried. I, I'm like... I have like a little booklet that was barely 60 pages. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, they're not like scouring the booklet for source material. It's infinite money time. Honestly, I feel like it'd make more sense for Harry Potter to do the universe thing where you do this and then you do a totally different story. What do you mean? This is a totally different story. No, but like the Fantastic Beast is going to have a trilogy with these characters. Like, I mean like what Star Wars is doing with the spinoffs. Because it's, it's a rich universe, what do you, Harry Potter. Yeah. We've never met any of these characters, have we? No, no. That, I, this one is fine. I'm just saying, if you're going to make another Harry Potter universe movie, make it a new story again like this oh, Every one. single doing time. That. Yeah. I get Instead it. of doing, like, trilogies. Because what if this trilogy does well, and then they're like, well, let's start another trilogy. What's wrong with that? It's just three Future movies. Future Harry Potter. What do you mean it's just three movies? Because they're going to be doing it forever, infinite money. You're going to get all the stories. What does it matter? It's going to be it's going to be annoying. It's going to be flooding my 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 news feed, my Facebook feed. Ugh. The trailer's oversaturated. Poor you. I mean, <laughs> well, I care about this. This is all, I don't understand why you're on this podcast if you don't care about these things. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying I'm things. excited about it. I, I think it'll be fun. I, I'm excited about it too. I'm just I'm definitely hesitant about where it can go. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, if it's good and if they're all good, then that's great. But I'm just saying, it's it's not it's territory that hasn't worked well for a lot of other movies in the past. So yeah. you gotta it's it's like it's like a yes, I'm excited, but with some reluctance. Let me ask you the most important question. Um, a, a lot of the criticism about the original eight Harry Potter movies were that people would say, "Oh, magic's not like this in the books." Like all the time, magic's and not like this. Magic's not like this because they're like, oh, they're like shooting energy blasts, but they shouldn't be shooting energy. They're like they're not saying stuff, but they should be saying stuff. <laughs> like a lot of like really technical criticisms of the way magic is used. <laughs> Do you think that gets better or worse now that they're off book and just doing their own thing? I it probably stays about the same. I mean. I don't know. I mean, J.K. Rowling has never written, as far as I know, a screenplay to a Harry Potter movie, right? No. But then again, it's like, how well has she memorized all this stuff? Probably not quite as well as some people may think. I don't know. Because that's it's probably hard to keep track of that much. But... Why would you want to see a movie where they don't shoot shit out of their wands? Like, that looks sweet. Dude, get on the forums, man. Get on the forums. Oh, these guys need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Like, Harry Potter has a very, very serious fan base. So, it is... You gotta, you gotta tiptoe. You gotta tread lightly. Is, I don't care about that stuff. Is anyone in this movie American? They're all American, right? I think it's set in America. Yeah. I, I guess think, they're just all British in America? I think some of them are British people playing Americans, too. I'm not I'm not sure. Whoa. White, As Dan Fogler, he's certainly not Totally British. whitewashing. Uh... I'm not even sure if Colin Farrell's character is is English. I don't know. My my whole thing with Harry Potter is I always wondered like what's going on in fucking America. And you're That's still not going like, to know because it's in, in the ancient past. 
All yeah. you have is like artifacts. Of America. Nah, but I still like, you know, we're going to get like the, you know, they had like ministries. We're going to get like the, the Congress of Magic. You're going to get Magic President. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. Yeah, but it's going to be like Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I really hope Calvin Coolidge is in this. No, movie. but not him. It's gonna be his name's gonna be Magic Calvin. <laughs> Magic Calvin. Okay. You will be Clark Gregg. Just they'll call him Cool Cal. <laughs> what pick am I on now? You are on six, my friend. Number six? Okay, my number six is Silence. It's a Martin Scorsese movie that he's been working on for like a decade. It stars Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, Liam Neeson, and Japanese people. Because it's about Catholic priests going to Japan in ancient times. Which is, I think, before the 1920s. Um, and shit goes down. Ancient 19th century Japan. I remember he was. This has been on his IMDb page since the departed times. Oh, yeah, this has been in the works forever. Ooh. Like, since before Lincoln. <laughs> because Liam Neeson was attached to Lincoln, like, this was a project. According to the Wikipedia, it was officially in development as far back as 1991. Whoa. Damn. Who did it start back then? Like, Willem Dafoe. In 2009, it was going to star Daniel Day-Lewis and Benicio Del Toro. But then uh, the Wolfman ruined it. Wolfman ruined a lot of things, didn't <laughs> I guess there's a, uh, an example of a movie that shouldn't have been made. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, fuck. It won an Oscar for makeup, though. Deserved it. Yeah. But damn, shit. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm excited for this too. I'm not 100% on what it's about, even though I know it's a book, so I could probably just read about what the book was about, but I'd rather be kind of surprised. It looked like in the picture I saw Liam Neeson was like being kind of like strung up. I don't know if he's been taken kind of like captive. Yeah, things were not natives. looking good for him. I feel like every screenshot, creepy. he's like begging for his life. <laughs> looks, it looks pretty intense. good. And Adam Driver, I like Adam Driver. I'm a little iffy on Andrew Garfield just because he's Spider Man, but he's probably still pretty good. And, you know, if it's a passion project for Martin Scorsese, I mean, most of his movies have been pretty good. I feel like he picks projects pretty well. Uh, this definitely, like, right now, sounds like a, like it could be, like, a real Oscar contender. Yeah, sounds good. The guy who wrote it also helped write The Age of Innocence, Gangs of New York, Catherine Bigelow's Strange Days, motherfucking Titanic. But he has a very unfortunate name. Yeah. John J. Cox. Or John C. Cox. John, John C. Cox Jr. Sounds like he's seeing Cox. Or Cox of the Sea. <laughs> like Chicken of the Sea. I really don't like that. Because I just imagine little dicks like swimming around in the sea. Dude, we live here right now. We live in Washington State. Home of the Dewey Duck, which are basically little cocks swimming in the sea. <laughs> this got really gross. Oh, yeah. 
probably the only people who will ever talk on this movie and then talk about the dicks of the sea. <laughs> the dicks of the ocean. Which I'm hoping is a major plot point in your next selection, Colin. I mean, it could be. Uh, my number six is The Huntsman Winter's War. Ugh. Which they're yeah, making. I'm like really excited about this because they're like you know they got like some people in it and it's gonna be. They did sweet. get some people in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good move on their part. They got like big name actors in it for some reason. I know it's like yeah it's gonna be pretty sweet. Even the last one, it's like who cares? Yeah. It's like just like that's not how magic is supposed to be, you know. I know. <laughs> uh huh. You want you, you, is that you got? You, yeah. Well, how can thing? one person turn into multiple birds, Colin? Huh? Does that even make sense? It really doesn't. It's just magic, you know. Fuck. Bird magic. Fuck this but shit. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Not at all. No. You want to talk about how weird it is that they uh, couldn't get Kristen Stewart to return, but somehow they roped in Emily Blunt and Jessica Chastain for the sequel? The thing is, as much as I like both of those actresses, mm-hmm. I don't think either of them are like turning down a ton of roles. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, that's probably They're true. They're just afraid because they got Margot Robbie coming up the rear. She's <laughs> got her eyes Seriously? on the prize. It's going to ruin everything. Yeah. They're getting old. They're like 35. What's uh, the Huntsman, like, doing? He's just, like, fighting. Just fighting? I'm guessing he's fighting some army that the queen has. You know. And we know she's not going to lose because she's in the other one because it's a prequel, so... That sucks. I didn't know it was a prequel, but... All right. It is a prequel. Okay. Take your word for it. It says, long before the evil queen... Ravina? That's really her name? Like, Ravens? was thought vanquished by Snow White's blade. She watched silently as her sister, Freya. Okay, so her sister's, like, more of the bad guy. The Ice Queen. Ice Queen. You scream. We all scream for Ice Queen. I hope there's a... That someone says that in the movie. Like, oh, I hope there are dwarves dwarf. in it. Bring back the dwarves! <sighs> this sucks. I tried to change topics. I tried. <laughs> I was like, let's not talk about this. Yeah, it's kind of funny how, like, you know, like... This is just like, we, yeah, I know we're not anticipating this. It's not even funny. It's just like, ugh, God. Sorry. No, it's not your fault, Colin. You asked me for at least anticipated movie <laughs> list. Of trying to give yeah, but I like the direction you were going of like these bad movies, movies you're kind of excited about. Yeah. Well, eh, it's going to be you know, yeah, you sadder gotta... from here on out. <laughs> well, what's uh, your number five, John? My number five is silence, Sean. <laughs> Go ahead. My number five is The Nice Guys. That's that new Shane Black movie. That's It's kind of got like an LA Confidential vibe. But mm-hmm. It stars uh, Russell Crowe as the dumb muscle guy. And Ryan Gosling as like a scrappy private eye. But like um, there's, you know, there's more to each of them, I'm sure, as the movie goes on. Uh, Shane Black is a pretty good writer-director who doesn't do it a ton, so I look forward to when he does it. Call it. Back to you. 
Uh, my number five is Inferno, the third <laughs> in the Da Vinci Code trilogy. I never saw the first one. John reported it back to me pretty thoroughly. Um, mainly what he said was it was super boring. Uh, John, Fell did asleep. you s- I'm, yeah, I'm I sure it. you read the book. threw in oh, some other details better. about it. but I, <laughs> I think I saw two of them. So you've seen both of them. I think so. I don't remember this. And, like, that's the thing. Like, they're so boring that you wouldn't even remember if you'd seen both of these movies. Angels and Demons was the second Yeah, one. I saw that one. Angels and Demons. Did you see it, John? Fuck no. <laughs> Did you read it, John? No. Well, I mean, it was enough to read, like, all of the Da Vinci Code and then watch the movie. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Like, I don't need any more Robert Langdon. I'm good. So why do people like these? I. That's the thing. Who in God's name gives a shit about a third one of these movies, let alone a second movie? I think Dan Brown kind of has, like, a market on that, like, generic thriller crowd. You know, the people that like, like, Robert Patterson or uh, the guy who does, like, I don't know. Jack Reacher, you know, they're, they're like, they're good thrillers, and you like, you feel like you're kind of learning something, because Robert Langdon, you know, studies, like, codes, and it always goes into, like, ancient history, so mm-hmm. it's like National Treasure, but, like, more adult and boring. <laughs> That's my best guess. More adult and boring. People can't resist. <laughs> And Tom Hanks makes him feel smart. Tom Hanks recently yeah. named one of America's favorite movie stars. It's not very surprising. <laughs> Surveys in. So who are they adding uh, to this new movie? Like, so we got Felicity Jones. Mm-hmm. Gosh, she's gonna have a big year next year, movie-wise. Is she in a Star Wars? She is. She's the star of the new Star Wars spinoff. Okay. I'll see Omar Sy. Again, he will be wasted. I'm afraid his career's never going to really pan out here in the States. Because they can only give him supporting roles in generic blockbusters. This is something. It's something. It's something. It's work. It's work. Money in his pocket. Okay. So, we won't see uh, that. No one should see this, but uh, people will. Wait, who is directing it? What do you think, Sean? Rod Howard. He can't get enough oh. of this series. He did them all. Molly, please. <laughs> oh, lifetime Achievement. Yeah, that's right. Damn straight. Well uh, but as for as for my next film, I think we'll all want to see it. And that's Everybody Wants Some, which is the new Richard Linklater movie. It's supposed to be a spiritual sequel to Days and Confused. It's set in the 80s, and it's about college freshmen who are also baseball players. So... Get some good baseball jokes in there, probably. Uh, college baseball players are like the dumbest people. Oh, they looked pretty dumb in the trailer. <laughs> They're the worst. I'm. They don't look great. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember but, covering a college baseball game one time, and like we're all standing up for the like my little seat was like above the third base dugout, and we're, you know we all stand up for the national anthem, and like it. The entire, like, two minutes the anthem's playing. Like, they're all, like, 20 of them lined up on the foul line or, like, spitting. 
Like just like one after the other, just Is it peer pressure? I don't know. It's like why why who has this much saliva we need to get rid of? You know? It's just being on a baseball field. It just makes you want to spit. Just dries you out. Oh man. But saw the trailer and it looked fine. Um I feel like if I saw a trailer to Dazed and Confused, I wouldn't be immediately drawn to it because it looks kind of all over the place. And this has a similar vibe, so I guess that's a good sign that it looks kind of loose in terms of narrative. Just dudes hanging out. Uh, pretty much uh, a cast of unknowns, at least unknown to me. The only person I recognize is Wyatt Russell from 23 Jump Street. He's the blonde football player guy. That's Channing Tatum's friend. If you guys remember oh, that yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, okay, yes. There's 20, 22 jumps. 22? 20, 22. 22. <laughs> Not yet. They haven't done that Men in Black crossover yet. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks funny. I, I'm sure it'll have a great soundtrack. I think Richard Linklater still got it in him to do pretty good movies. He's, his most recent ones have been pretty good. Seems like, you know, good territory for him. It's in Texas. He knows all about Texas. So I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I can't help but be excited because, yeah, Linklater is one of my favorite directors at this point. It is just like the characters look so douchey that I'm like, <laughs> am I going to be able to enjoy watching these guys for an hour and a half? Just spitting? Yeah, just spitting. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. A lot of Linklater's best movies have more thoughtful sort of philosophical intellectual characters at the heart of them but at the same time yeah it's the same thing with Dazed and Confused if I saw the trailer for it I might have thought eh these guys look dumb a lot of them are jocks but at the same time they show kind of the geekier kids in that movie too so I don't know Uh, I'm sure there's one nerd I hope so I like (laughs) those nerd guys some left handed pitcher <laughs> the question is, Sean, will nerd guys like your next movie? <laughs> they already like it, and it's not even out yet because it's called Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Which number are we on? Number four. four. Um, let me tell you why. First of all, I like a lot of what they're doing. Yeah, Felicity Jones, sure, she's fine. I mean, that movie was fine. I only saw her in the one. Um, Which one? Theory of Everything? Yeah. You saw that? I did. Okay. Was I not supposed to? You just never told me about it. Colin was keeping you from it. (laughs) But it's got other people in it that I really like, like uh, Diego Luna and Donnie Yen and Alan Tudyk and Forrest Whitaker. Ben Mendelsohn. Hell yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, my main man. We'll hear more from him later. Uh, But here's the thing. Like, it was written by Gary Whitta, who I love as a person, uh, but, like, he's also the guy who wrote After Earth. I mean, but who knows how much that, like, was him, because I know that, like, Will Smith also did a rewrite of it, where he's like, what if we just made this a Scientology movie? So, like, I don't know how much Gary Whitta's involved in that. He doesn't talk about it a lot on his Twitter account. Um, the guy who did the second draft, Chris Weitz, has written, like, nothing. Like nothing. Well, I mean, he's written a lot, but it's like okay, Twilight Saga, New Moon. Okay, I don't even. I don't even think he wrote that. I think he directed that. It's hard to tell because he has a bad filmography on Wikipedia. Um, like that's you know okay. But Star Wars, it's a good, it's a good story idea. Uh, 
it's you know it's 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 um it's set during just before a new hope uh where these guys are are uh are stealing the plans of the death star which is like i guess an interesting story that's never been told before um it's certainly a story that like makes a lot of cameos possible like darth vader could be in it oh he's Grand Moff tarkin could be in it what are you talking about darth vader is like super in it and he's gonna be in it hella and he's gonna like have action scenes like boba fett could be in it yeah like i don't know about that like could, could be pretty cool it's directed by gareth edwards which you know again going back to possible script problems like he directed Godzilla well, but the big problem with Godzilla was it had a bad script, and he didn't fix it with his direction. He just kind of emphasized it. You're so clenching so hard getting through this. <laughs> so I mean, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because, like, for me, it's like it's everything I've ever asked for. Like, it's a Star Wars movie that's not doesn't heavily feature Jedi. It's yep. got new characters. It's a different story for the most part. But you just. It's still worrisome, especially this one because the personnel you're not 100% on. But even with the right personnel, I'd probably still be pretty nervous. Because I'm like, do, do they know what they're doing Like outside of like Luke and all those guys? Like, I don't know. What about Nancy? I'd be, I'm curious to know your take on this. I'm going to be happy till I'm sad. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm, I'm happy now. Well, I, I mean, happy now. again, I just have an attitude of corporate fuck they're gonna make all these movies forever and ever I don't have like what do I have to lose by or what do I have to gain by being worried about it yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun we're gonna see Darth Vader kick some fucking ass it's gonna be sweet and if it sucks I, it sucks and I guess I'll if it sucks I'll never watch Star Wars again so I am <laughs> I think what I'm worried about is if one is bad, if they're all going to feel exactly the same. That's the thing. Like This one is clearly the best idea of these Star Wars anthology movies because the next one's like Han Solo as a child and the one after that's like, what if Boba Fett did stuff? Well, they they uh, came out and said, they're, I think Boba Fett's on the table. <laughs> okay. Well, I still think Han Solo... Like, I know it's like a big pa- passion project, but... I, I don't believe in the Han Solo movie right now. And a lot of people don't, but, you know. But, like, why worry about it? Do you, like, lose sleep over this? I lose sleep over, like, anything. Well, yeah, I you guess that's not a good question for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, they're going to make it. It'll probably be good, and if it's not, whatever. You got another It'll, one to look forward to, like, yeah, the year after be, that. Yeah, exactly, for the rest of my life, <laughs> so... It's like a TV show episode now, you know? It's just like, just say, you know, Colin, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I'm not saying that as like an argument. It's it more like, like that's how you use it in most no, cases. I guess, I guess it could be, but I want you to know that I'm not. I'm saying it as like, what am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. What, what, am it I, what am I not going to go see it? Don't be careful, man. Sean, you're going to go see it. So. I'm going to go see it. <laughs> it's got Donnie Yen. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Who's yeah, Donnie Yen? I'm just excited because like, there's that paragraph in The New Hope, and it's like the Rebels just won their first big victory like battle. Like We're going to get to see that battle. It's going to be sweet. And it's like it's totally being filmed on digital, so it's like, oh, yes. 
Sweet. Yes. <laughs> Donnie Yen is the Ip Man from those oh. Ip Man movies. Okay, so he's going to be doing karate? I hope so. Space karate. I think it's there's like only the going to be one lightsaber in the movie, and that's Darth Vader chopping people's heads off. Chopping people's heads off. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I feel like and so you're saying like he's got to be in it. It's like, yeah, that's the only way you can get a lightsaber in it, so he does have to be in it. People well, love lightsabers. Well, I mean, Darth I... Vader's in it, but he has like a sweet new lightsaber that has like four blades. <laughs> I don't think they would do that. It launches lightsabers. <laughs> but yeah, but then like they destroy it at the end, so he's like, I better build a new lightsaber. From the rumors that I've read, they've they've created a like exact replica Darth Vader suit from A New Hope. And they also have stunt suits of Darth Vader. Have they ever shown like Darth Vader been like, but he's like good at fighting? No, never. He just like always kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, I hope he does force lightning on himself. He can't like do force lightning, Sean. Because he's. I like, hope not. Because he's got robot limbs. He's got robot limbs. Okay, so my number four is <laughs> Alice Through the Looking Glass, the sequel. Alice. Wait, didn't we just talk about this? <laughs> no, but it feels like it because, like, God, who wants this? I couldn't even, like, get through the trailer, but then I, I forced myself to a second time. But the first time I just couldn't do it. I was like, ugh. It's all so fantastical. Who gives a shit? Also, the trailer's kind of creepy because it's narrated by Alan Rickman from oh. Beyond the Grave. Is he in this movie? I think he is. That would be pretty weird if he was one. just narrating the trailer for some reason. Who is he? It's Caterpillar. The Caterpillar? The one that's getting like fucking high. Yeah, so high. <laughs> Did you see the first one, Colin? No. That's why I really I don't want to see the first one. <laughs> the second one. I, I, I was in the front row when I fell asleep. <laughs> Isn't that the easier to fall asleep? Who's directing? Um, James Bobbin. James Bobbin. Uh, James Bond? Yes, James <laughs> Bond. A fictional character. Da, 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 da. Uh, he has uh, directed uh, t- t- Muppets. Muppets movies. And he like worked on Flight of the Concords. Yeah, he did. Uh, well. Do you think it'll have a dragon Brit in it? Isn't in this. Oh, that's a good question. Why is that a good question? Uh, maybe. The dragon in that last one was pretty scary. And it was voiced by Christopher Lee, which makes it 20 times scarier. That's like the one good thing about that movie. Worst part about that movie, Johnny Depp does like like breakdowns. Uh, <laughs> is Johnny Depp in this one? Of course. Oh, yeah, and his dad is in it, too. Uh, Rise Iphons plays the Mad Hatter's dad. Oh, I thought you said even Johnny Depp's actual dad was in it. Like he acts. <laughs> My name's Ronald Depp. <laughs> what is his dad's name? John Christopher Depp. Sounds like a good man. I see we also got Sasha Baron Cohen as Time. What? Is he not in the first one? No. I assume just looking at this, he 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 must be like a bad guy. Yeah, he was the bad guy, judging from the trailer that I had a hard time not zoning out. <laughs> what is it about Alice in Wonderland that keeps this shit coming back? Like, why does why in the modern world do we give a shit about Alice in Wonderland? Because you can use so much CG to tell this story. 
I think also it has like a gothic feel to it. It's kind of like dark. It's like a dark fairy tale. You know, it's very like hot topicy. That crowd really likes it. <laughs> so this is just a movie for like fifteen year olds. Yeah, exactly. Fifteen year old girls, and then like, yeah, that's it. And then cops. And then cops. Like cops. Cops gotta protect those fifteen year old girls. They're out late at night. It's dangerous out here. I oh, see. This comes out during my birthday weekend. We should go to that theater where you can just like go to sleep. <laughs> the Crossroads Theater has these these seats now that extend, and you can bring blankets and pillows and just go to bed. Take a fifteen dollar nap. Yeah, you could just <laughs> hop into bed <laughs> instead of driving yeah, to but the theater. This time, like, there's like popcorn. You can't Johnny Depp's break dancing. It's like a weird waking coma. Just like this podcast, John, what's your number three? My number three is Star Wars Rogue One. Sean? My number three is Hail Caesar. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, doesn't that come out in like a few hours? And it's like, yeah, it does. But I was going to do this podcast last week. And what am I going to do? Change my list? Fuck that. This movie is Coen Brothers oh movie. Like, who cares? Like, you can still be anticipating. But, yeah, you can anticipate. <laughs> this people is Coen Brothers movie. Coen Brothers comedy. Set in the past. About Hollywood. Stars Josh Brolin. George Clooney. Uh, Ray Fiennes. Jonah Hill. Scarlett Johansson. Francis McDormand. Tilda Swinton. Channing Tatum. Allison Pill. Uh, Christopher Lambert. Uh, uh, we, we've uh, all seen the trailers. Movie. It's, it's going to be good. Why are you so what embarrassed? If it's bad. If it's bad, I feel like um, it could be not great. Okay, it's, it's happened <laughs> with Coen Brothers movies. It's been a while since they put out a mediocre one, but probably the Lady Killers. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, only like ten years ago. <laughs> it's true though. They've they've been on a pretty good streak. As it's got late. a good trailer. Yeah. I don't think the trailer's that good. Isn't it weird that it comes out in February, though? What's that up with that? That is a little disconcerting. Like, they don't want to put it even into the summer. Do they not have a lot of faith in it? Maybe they're like, this is the year we can just make a ton of money in February. Maybe. Or maybe they have some other project that they just think has a better... Like, I assume this is like Weinstein, you know, Yeah, I mean, maybe it's maybe just they have like another project a lined up. wacky comedy, sort of like Burn After Reading. So it wouldn't have yeah, a... Yeah, that, that came good. out in like September. Yeah. That was good. But, it, you know, it wasn't like an Oscar contender or anything. I mean, the, the thing is, like, the Oscar season is so crowded now. And the summer is so crowded now because there's a million sequels and reboots and adaptations. Like, you gotta, you gotta start picking new windows. And maybe February is one of those ones. Yeah, I mean, last year we had... Was it last year or the year before we had Lego Movie? Yeah. That, that kicked ass in February. It was like 2014. But, uh, yeah. God, that's February is the new March. March is the new May. Shit's getting crazy, right, Colin? Right. Shit's getting super crazy in my number three pick, Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, psych. You excited for this dance? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's got so many of your beloved characters returning. It's got... Jeff Goldblum, it's got Judd Hirsch, it's got no one. Wait, is Bill Pullman in this? Bill Pullman's in it. He's got a huge beard. He's totally savage. Okay. He's, to- <laughs> he's totally Luke Skywalker. He's he's like, yeah, oh yeah, he's like in the carbon freezing chamber. <laughs> and it's like, you wanted me back? Because <laughs> I figured he wasn't going to be in it since in the trailer they just use a clip from him. 
<laughs> no, the but they show him too. Day. Yeah, they show him. They show him. Yeah, yeah. he's got a huge Maybe beard. I just didn't recognize him because he's, he's like, "Why did you bring me back?" <laughs> <laughs> he looks as if all ex-presidents do. Yeah, they all just grow <laughs> that huge know. beard. I just feel like I watched the trailer and I smiled, and I'm not gonna see it in theaters, but I'll probably watch it on Netflix in like ten years and be like, "Yeah, this is fun." <laughs> Except it probably won't be. Highest honor. Why not? Roland Emmerich. It just looks crappy. That's why. <laughs> like the seat, really the CG shitty. doesn't look good. It just looks like it's it, going it to be really wall-to-wall bad special effects of them fighting aliens. Yeah, you see how big I, the spaceship is? I just, yeah, it's fucking huge. It's so big. I just want it. It's well, big least... enough, it should be throwing off Earth's gravitational field. I mean, I was never I just... really how sure how big it was in the first one because they never showed it. It was like, like city proportionally sized, to Earth. It was a city sized. Okay. This one's like state sized. <laughs> Would you be more or less excited if Will Smith was in it? Like a little more? Because it's like, well, at least he read the script and he was like, this is good. And this is a guy that, you know, does After Earth. And he said Independence Day wasn't up to his standard. No, I think they just like did not pay him enough money. Yeah, that's the story I heard was that they wrote two scripts, one where his character is alive and one where his character is dead. And they're like, Check it out, we'll give you this much money to do this movie and he was like, No, like which is like supposed to be like the opening of a negotiation. Yeah, they're and they're like, like, eh, okay. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think Yeah. Not I'm really, not like I, arguing you with you about it. I mean, you, you know, kind I, of are, but no, but like I get it. Advocate, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. I understand. Like it's just that like, first Independence Day, I watched it a couple years ago, and it was like it's okay. It's not yeah, it right is totally movie. okay. But, but it's it like, came out 20 years ago. Yeah, it's like any excitement you could get out of a sequel, like for some reason, like. 20-year-old Will Smith movies are just, like, very sentimental to us. For, I don't know why. I guess that's part of it. I mean, it speaks to why the Jurassic World thing happened, which was super successful. Maybe it could make money yeah. just from sentimental millennials. I don't know. And dads. I mean, I think my thing is... I did kind of like it when it came out, but there's there was a window for a sequel, and it's just way past that window, and it wasn't like a classic enough movie for me to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna return to all the characters I loved. I can't name a single person in any of those movies. President Bill Pullman, President Bill Pullman. That's it. I don't. I mean, it had Jeff Goldblum, but like, was really that great in the original Independence Day? I think they're just really gotta tie up 1600 Pen. That's why he's so savage now. <laughs> they took his family away. They killed Josh Gad in front of him. Where's Josh Gad? Where's my son? I can't believe I watched that whole series. Wow, yeah. I totally forgot about that show. I like how it still has a website on NBC's website. Web space. Web space. Internet. Interweb. You know what I also like about Independence Day? I don't know why I said also. I didn't say I liked anything to begin with. But I find it hilarious that they seem to be getting remotely anyone who was in the last one to be in this one. Like Brent Spiner. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sure he died yeah, in the last Independence Day. And he's back. Last time we saw him, he was being strangled. And then they said, what do you want to do? And they said, die. I mean, it's heavily implied that he's dead. Yeah, he's back. He's back. 
He's okay. He lived through that one. And like, there's no reason for Jeff Goldblum's dad to be back. It's just he happens to be around, so they can get him in it. Well, so, I mean, okay. there's all. He's one of the best characters in that movie. They wouldn't have beaten the aliens if he didn't go. Oh yeah, gonna catch cold. Cold <laughs> virus. They gave it like some Windows ninety five virus or whatever it was. Oh uh, yeah. There's that one alien who's like looking at the computer, going like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Where's the start menu? Guys, remember the scene where Will Smith pees? Do you think they'll do an homage to that? Like a lot of people are peeing. Yeah. Guys, do you remember the scene where they blow up the city and the dog jumps out of the fireball and it lives? Yeah. Do you think they'll do an homage to that? Probably. It's weird, though, because people won't really remember those flashes, so it'll be for no one. He doesn't even look like Bill Pullman. He's so sad. That's probably why Colin didn't recognize him. Probably. He, like, does not look like him at all. He's wearing a nice suit, though. Yeah. You know, he's like a caveman in a nice suit. Imagine that. Imagine if Bill Clinton like grew a huge beard. <laughs> yeah, and then he had blood all over his face. Blood and mud. Alright, let's move on to your guys' number two. Mm-hmm. John. Yeah, number two. My number two is The Disaster Artist. Very excited about this um, movie. It's an adaptation of the book by Greg Sestero, which is about the making of the worst movie ever made the room about the crazy tommy Wiseau and his cast of amateur actors making a really terrible movie it is uh being directed and stars james franco and, and stars yeah okay came out weird but um i'm a little worried about him be, him directing you know i feel like, like he hasn't yet directed a gonna... movie that anyone's given a shit about it yeah. seems like it's just kind of his little pet projects that he does that no one really cares to see. But I mean, this one's pretty. This one's pretty heavy duty. It's got him. It's got Dave Franco, Seth Rogen, Josh Hutcherson, oh, Kate Upton, no. Zac Efron, Nathan Fielder, Brian Cranston. It's got so many people in it. It's it's a lot of responsibility. Uh, he didn't write it though. They got veteran. Like the guys that were 500 Days of Summer. Like they got, they got Do you think this is like a thing where like even if he makes it bad, he but like, oh, the other thing was bad. It's like a meta bad. It's like a meta like, bad. It's like a know. win-win for know. him where like either it's good and people like it or it's bad. And he's like, that's the joke. I don't know. I don't. I, I, that's really hard for me to say. What I do know is I read that book and it's hilarious. You know, the best part of that book isn't even just them making – the movie, it's kind of just Greg Sestero hanging out with Tommy Wiseau because Tommy Wiseau is such an, such an eccentric, weird person. So I'm really excited to see that relationship play out. I mean, the Franco brothers are playing those characters. I imagine they have good chemistry, though I can't remember ever seeing them act together. I always thought they were the they, same person. <laughs> but I think that they'll, they'll be good. And also, in one of the other pivotal roles, you have Seth Rogen as Sandy Schlaer, who was the script supervisor, who was basically the dude on the set who was yelling at Tommy Wiseau 24-7 about how you can't do this. You can't have a digital and a film camera pointed in the same direction, running at the same time. There's no point. Like, all that hilarious stuff. That sounds like that sounds like magic. Uh, and he's sending us Independence Day pictures. I only sent like one. Sean sent the other. I don't know why. We were, we've moved on from this. So I'm just sending you I'm 
really anticipating Independence Day 4. So, that's why. Dude, do you, do you want to have this conversation? <laughs> no. What the fuck are you talking about Independence Day 4? That's the picture I said. It's the That's how they've oh, always stylized yeah, it. For some reason, Independence Day is always stylized as ID4, as if it's called Independence Day 4, but it's not. It's called the 4th of July. Everybody knows this except for Roland Emmerich, who's from outer space and doesn't understand American customs. <laughs> well, that's why I mean, the first one was called ID4. Well, the article said they're going to do two more, so... Yeah, of course they are. But they're not, it's not going to be called Independence Day 4. It's going to be called Independence Day Requiem and then Independence Day Revitalized, which is just the laziest one of all. I just like that they're doing a I'm new sure the trilogy. last one wouldn't be called Resolution. Resolution. <laughs> Executive. Revolution. Um, my number two is called A Captain America of the Civil War. Did Colin just go? Uh. Yeah, he did. <laughs> what a Sorry. jerk! Just a knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> um, this one is being directed by the Russo brothers, who did the best movie in Phase Two, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and it's basically like got more Avengers in it than the last Avengers movie did. And the story looks pretty sweet, even though it's about superheroes fighting each other, which is intrinsically a stupid plot. Uh, it's got some cool guys coming back, like William Hurt, back up in this bitch. Um, plus, like, we get some new members of the team, you know, like Paul Bettany, Paul Rudd, uh, coming into their own. Got Chadwick Boseman dropping in for the first time ever. Uh, Don Cheadle's maybe gonna die, kind of based on the trailer, maybe it looks like it's a possibility. Emily Van Camp coming back, I got a lot to look forward to. May can't come soon enough. What about March? Good question. We'll get there. Uh, we'll so get my there. number two is the Angry Birds movie, which... A boo. Uh, is that a boo for this pick or the movie? <laughs> boo for that movie. Which is just... It made it sound like a boo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this movie just goes to show that it uh, takes a while to make a computer-generated movie because... Uh, it has been a while since anyone has cared about the Angry Birds games. Like, they're not even remotely <laughs> culturally relevant. Like, when was the Angry Birds boom? Like, 2012? Like 2010. 2010? 2010, 2012. <laughs> like, that was the first iPhone pretty... that anyone cared about. Yeah. iPhones have been around for a while. I don't think it's died down at all. Has it? I think kids are crazy for this stuff. I mean, I think it's died down a little. I think Minecraft's kind of taken the place of being the big thing that's popular with kids, but it's definitely still like a hot franchise. It's like the game that, like, the parents who were in on the, the original iPhone run, you know, that was the game they played, like, before we really had iPhones. And then once they had kids, now like they're lame parents so now they just have the same game and they let their kids play it and these kids are excited to see the movie okay it's brilliant marketing All it's right. brilliant yeah, timing I, I didn't understand that <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean that doesn't take Who's away star, it doesn't take away Who's from the star? fact that watching this trailer I just like wanted the trailer to end so badly <laughs> isn't there like a pee joke in it I don't sure I'm 
What do you mean? You didn't. See, I don't fucking remember these shitty pee. trailers because they're so bad. I don't bad. think there's a pee joke in there. I heard there was like definitely a pee seen that joke. trailer multiple times. I when I saw the trailer for this movie in the theaters, I seriously had this like a strong like instinctual urge to just get up and yeah, leave. that was how I felt too. I was just like, I want to get out of here <laughs> which is weird because i was like at a trailer for i'm sure like a great movie that i was watching unless that was in front no, of good dinosaur, that was probably I before it was good oh god i should have just gone i should have gone yeah saved yourself an hour and a half. okay guys um the most important thing we can do right now is place bets on if this movie will score higher or lower on rotten tomatoes than the good dinosaur i thought people liked the good dinosaur i feel like most critics gave it a pass which they shouldn't have because it was super fucking boring and had no plot. <laughs> it has like some nice moments, the, but overall, it it gets worse. And it's like, why did you guys see it? I don't. Know. I wanted to go Pixar, see it. They usually do quality work, but not all. Sure, but like, can so you like figure beautiful. it out? Okay, it looked so. Beautiful. If we want to be real, there was asshole. a little bit of drama that night overseeing this movie. I didn't want to see it, but we did. Okay. And it's fine. Was, I don't care. What was your plan? This was a long time ago. It's all water under the bridge. But, uh, yeah, we saw it, and it wasn't that great. And the trailer for Angry Birds was even worse. How do you feel about Jason Sudeikis? I mean, he's just grabbing a paycheck. He's like the least angry person I can think of. He's not very angry. Yet he's the main angry <laughs> Bird. Yeah, they should have got Kylo Ren to play the Angry Birds. Nice. Driver. Yeah, are they going to make Star Wars Angry Birds? <laughs> He's got to be mad. He's got to be like Larry David mad. Yeah, kids you love know? Larry David. I guess he was in that hey. one kid's show, wasn't he? Hannah Montana? I think it was the He's one in episode. Kids Hotel one. Oh, I don't remember. Maybe he's in Hannah Montana too. I mean, he was on an episode wow. of Hannah Montana. That's he's a fact. Around. I've seen the clip. I know he had young daughters at the time. And he was like exercising his star power. He was. He damn straight he was. I think he'd be great for this. It's kind of like how Woody Allen was an ants, you know. Just just cast old people in this. Kids aren't gonna care. Do you think kids are like Jason Sudeikis? All right. <laughs> that's probably. I guess that's more for like, like, I don't know, college guys that are like drinking and spitting. Be like, oh, dude, Jason Sudeikis from Horrible Bosses too. Sweet. <laughs> I don't think they even know who Jason. I play that Sudeikis game when I'm is. drunk. <laughs> I don't think play that game when I'm drunk and I'm driving my truck. Is that the plot of that other movie? I I doubt it since the 80s if you're referring to everybody. Yeah, but people were drinking and driving more back then. Like me and Sean just watched the classic Every Which Way But Loose the other night. And Clint Eastwood was just drinking a beer while he's driving his truck in that movie. Like every time he hops behind the wheel, he also grabs a beer. Like no one else in the truck is drinking. It's just him, the one guy who's <laughs> driving. <laughs> pretty good. Things were pretty relaxed back yeah. then. Like people didn't know about car accidents until like 1989. <laughs> or whenever Princess Diana died. It's the big wake up call. These things can kill. Like, I've been watching those James Bond movies, and, like, nobody wears seatbelts in those either. Even though everyone gets in car accidents. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we at number one now? I guess yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. are you guys number, number ones? 
My number one is A Monster Calls, which is based off of a young adult book. It's a story set in England about a boy whose mother is dying from cancer, and then a giant freaking tree monster comes to his house every night and tells him stories, kind of like morality tales. There's one that's like a medieval story. They're set in different time periods. Really interesting book, really sad, but really good. And it's being directed by J.A. Bayona, who's only done two movies, but they've both been good. The Impossible and The Orphanage, which was one of my favorite horror movies of the past 10 years. If you like Guillermo del Toro kind of stuff, you'd like that. It's very sad, very gothic, fantasy, dark stuff. It's cool. This will probably be kind of the same vein, I Wait imagine. a minute. The Impossible, that, like, yeah. water movie? Mm-hmm. That was good? Watts. I liked it. All right. Yeah, and Ewan McGregor. It's like a disaster movie, kind of, but more about like a family surviving after the disaster. Like that Owen Wilson movie. <laughs> Didn't it get like an Oscar nomination for best best actress? Got good reviews. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, I I just remember not caring. <laughs> so I like I like the director attached. the The guy who wrote the book wrote the screenplay. Liam Neeson plays the tree monster. Oh. Um, Felicity Jones uh, that's the third Felicity Jones movie on this list or like that's been in discussion tonight um, she's the mom Sigourney Weaver Toby Kebbell she's the mom uh, she's like 30 it'll be hard to translate to the screen because it's not like a lot of action or adventure it's kind of low key the book is described as low fantasy <laughs> I don't really know what that means everyone's like crashing down <laughs> just keep it low. Like whispering. Got to keep. Um, I'm also kind of worried about like the tree monster character because in the book, even though it's a young adult book, it actually has some illustrations. It looks really cool. It's kind of done in like black watercolors. But uh, I mean, he's obviously gonna have to be all CG, so he's gonna have to look really good for you to really care about that character. It does help that it's Liam Neeson. Is Liam, like Neeson Liam Neeson mocap in it. I don't know. I bet. I bet he is. He, he strikes me as the kind of guy that'd be like, let's do this. Let's commit. I'm trying to see if there's any pictures of him with the little dots on his face. No, but I'm going to hope that he did. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's got a good group of people. It's good source material. Comes out in October. It's a little while's off. Ooh, is it going to be spooky? I think that's probably what they're going for. It's labeled as a drama fantasy. Drama low fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be tricky because it doesn't easily translate, I don't think, to a movie format. But if this, if you're going to do it, this is how you should be doing it. So, Fingers crossed. Sean, you're number yeah, one. Yeah, speaking of fingers crossed. <laughs> um, this movie is directed by Scott Derrickson. Who's Scott Derrickson? The guy who directed Sinister and The Day the Earth Stood Still. The the newer one. Um, not the one from the 50s. Not the one from the 50s. <laughs> He's 120 years old. <laughs> Basically, like... Do this! He's a guy who's used to getting into, like, the maybe the 50s on a good movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Um... But what if you gave him a great cast? I'm talking maybe the best cast ever. Benedict Cumberbatch, 
Chiwetel Ejiofor, Rachel McAdams, Michael Stuhlbarg in the modern day, Mads Mikkelsen, and Tilda Swinton. Plus you throw in Benedict Wong and Amy Landecker in roles they haven't announced yet. That's right. I'm talking about Doctor Strange. The next Marvel movie to come out this year. The second one. It'll be out in November. um, And it is going to be weird and maybe scary and it better be like really really fucking different from every other marvel movie we've seen so far because doctor strange is just on a whole other level from everybody else um he's a neurosurgeon like ben carson (laughs) nice Um, (laughs) the ben carson biopic but he is also the uh, sorcerer supreme of the marvel universe which basically means he can magic whatever the fuck he wants, anytime he wants. And he's dealing with shit, like, so much bigger than Earth. He's dealing with, like, issues about realities and the multiverse and, like, cosmic threats that could destroy everything. He could be a character that's involved in linking uh, the Avengers to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Although, it probably won't be through him. But, like, he'd probably at least know what's going on. Uh, but more importantly, this has got a really fun cast. I think... It'll be pretty fun. And I am very excited to see how it develops. Which is why I made it my number one most anticipated movie of the year. It is It is an interesting character to, to take on, you know, in a, in a big budget movie. I wonder, Sean, have you gotten the opportunity to check out any of the comics? Nope, I've just read about them on Wikipedia. They're, they're pretty good. I read some of the early ones from the 60s and I had a pretty good time. And... Um, I think one of my favorite things about that particular character is his powers are so weird, like almost to the point of like it being too ridiculous. Like it's like this is a tough situation. Better just leave out of my body and become a ghost before the <laughs> Fuck Yeah. Like that's that, but that was actually one of the cool parts about it is he had so many like magic spells that he was kind of like learning about. I, I think in terms of just like special effects, this could be really cool. There's all sorts of demons and monsters and shit. And he's got, like, a good origin, too. It's like he was this asshole neurosurgeon, like, just doing it for the money, just like Ben Carson. And then he gets in an accident, and he can't, like, he can't do surgeries anymore. His hands are, like, all broken and shit, so he's, like, got to find some inner peace and not be such an asshole. So he finds, like, magic people. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, and so by the way, John. Ben Carson did. Well, but except the only difference was Ben Carson fell asleep at the wheel like six times and then told his boss he wasn't going to work long hours anymore. Uh, John, this movie's also written by John Spates, your passenger's screenplay mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Scott Derrickson's that bad of a choice. I liked I liked Sinister, actually. I thought it was pretty good. And Exorcism of Emily Rose, I think, is better than the yeah, it's Rotten Tomatoes score suggests. I love that movie. It's, it's kind of scary. It's good. So I think he's an all he's an all right choice. All right, all right, all right, all right. But yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely one of the more uh, risky projects they're taking on. But I think that's also part of its appeal. Yeah, and at least it doesn't have like superheroes fight each other. Or anything. It'll be something a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Good or bad. Okay, so my number one least anticipated movie. Uh, might be a little controversial because it's a movie I might actually end up seeing, but it is 
Batman versus Superman. Oh, Dawn I was going to say, like, nice. are we going to go Batman through this? Batman v. Superman. Batman v. Uh, Superman, like they're in court. I got I got mass respect for you, Tom. Oh, it's just funny. I was like, I was really worried that we weren't going to talk about this. No. Um, it, like, I don't have much investment <laughs> in this, but it's like, I feel like I've been sort of living through this nightmare that Sean's been having to deal with seeing the ad campaign and just the whole build up of this movie and I just like I feel for him man because Sean Sean likes the superheroes and he especially likes the two big ones Batman and Superman and I agree it's just a dumb idea to make them just be so pissed off at each other and just want to fight for I'm just gonna assume the fight's gonna last like a fucking hour, and it's just gonna be mind-numbing because Zack Snyder and what he did with the first Superman movie was pretty bad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, every trailer has not looked at all promising. So funny because I've been doing some like hardcore like internet nerd reading lately, mm-hmm. and, and it's just like people like my deal with. Man of Steel was like I was like yeah that's okay, but yeah, like I it was don't, a movie you saw. So. Sure, but like <laughs> I don't care. That's the thing is like I don't care about Superman, so like I wasn't all like, hurt, you know, hurt about it. Like it didn't like bruise my essence. Um, so I'm like I'm like kind of excited for this movie in a way that it's gonna be a movie that I'm gonna see, like once. This is the most Nancy thing I have ever heard. <laughs> I'm excited I, for this movie in the way that it's gonna be a movie that I'm gonna see. <laughs> that means nothing. I just like it's so funny that you you say that it's the most Nancy thing. It's just I I think it's just plainly because I don't care about movies as much as you guys. And well, you yes, guys like I know, I know. And you guys, you cannot like mentally comprehend why I don't. No, I get it. It's what most people think in regards to movies they're just like i'm gonna watch this thing and it's gonna entertain me for an hour or two it's fine (laughs) i don't feel like you think it's fine though why does it entertain you (laughs) (laughs) i guess it is a little frustrating (laughs) that process of not thinking critically about a movie i don't know I mean, I feel like I think critically about yeah, movies. I'm sure you do more than most people just from hanging out with us a lot. Yeah, we're going to take all the credit for your criticism. Yeah, you guys think you're so it's cool. all us. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, people not thinking about movies is the reason bad movies are made to begin with. So. Yeah, but it's, it's hard to, to not be mad when think. you do care about movies as much as we do. Yeah, I guess it's just like people are going to make, whether it's movies or music or i don't know sports front office decisions like <laughs> shit's gonna be bad what are you what are you gonna do about it it's gonna be terrible like 90 it's hard to do good things in life you know and i it's just it's it's funny once you let me feel man <laughs> once you let me feel my I, no, no no I, I i let you feel sean i totally i i i'm very like interested in like why you feel the way you do and it like it, it that you're the reason why I'm like reading all this shit is cuz like I'm so interested in like why people say they like it like there's people that lo- fucking love man of steel they're like critics are you know and these are like hardcore superman nerds you know mm-hmm. so I'm tr- and like they it's so funny because they just 
like one of the guys I read was just like, you know, I wanted, I want to see, I wanted to find someone say why they don't care about like Superman killing millions of people. And he just said, yeah, that was kind of weird, but like, whatever. (laughs) It's just, it's funny. I don't know. I just, so like this weekend I watched Superman one, two and Superman returns just cause I'm getting myself in the mood. And it was pretty fun. I still find it so funny that everyone shits on Superman Returns, yet it was, like, critically, it did way better than Man of Steel. Like, the critics hated Man of Steel. And it's funny to... It just, it just came out at the right time, I think. And But the thing is, like, I can totally see why... Like, Man of Steel is not a great... Like, it's not an action movie. It's not a... I feel like it's I feel like pretty there's... action-packed. Well, I guess, but, like, he doesn't, like, fight anyone. He just, like, runs around for an hour and a half catching shit. Like, that's well, all I mean, he, he does. fights the guy at the end for 90 minutes. Huh? But I know what you mean. There's a lot of, like, not fighting. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I definitely liked the Superman aspect of it. And, like, I liked seeing him, you know, struggle with whatever. You know, his being being an alien and being a god and all that stuff. But the thing is, it's not, I don't, it wasn't a good, like, it's not what people wanted for the first Superman in the modern era. You know, like, Superman's not in it for, like, the first half of the movie. Uh, It was... Kevin Costner's in it. Yeah. I, don't know, I love Kevin Costner. I, I know. Like, I was just trying to think of anything. I like Kevin Costner like space. except for his last scene. What was the last like, scene? Don't save me. I gotta die. <laughs> he didn't say that. Well, no. He just says he it in his eyes and his hands. But yeah. like, He's on the beach, right? He's on the beach? Yeah, he's like on an island. Beach party. Kevin Costner's on an <laughs> island? Oh, no, no, no. You're talking about Kevin Costner. I thought we were talking about Kevin Spacey. Oh. <laughs> well, no one said Kevin Spacey. Oh, I heard Kevin that's, that's Spacey. That's why we were so confused. <laughs> I've been talking about Superman Returns. Now, Superman Returns has the, the airplane rescue scene, which is the best Superman scene that was ever put to film. But otherwise, I don't really care about it. He gets shot in the eye you of know. the bullet. He gets shot in the eye of the bullet, and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, liked, I liked it for what it was. It's an homage sequel, and it's fun to watch after... Watching one and two. Yeah, I guess it was kind of ahead of its like. It's just like, like it, it was one of those like sort of sequel reboot things, wasn't it? Oh, but it's like it heavily references one and two, like a lot of the Lois Lane stuff about her like wanting a Pulitzer and getting a Pulitzer and and about her f- story about I spent the night with Superman, like it's uh-huh. very like talks about all that shit like very plot driven, so it's like who wants to go see a Superman movie? That's a sequel to a movie that came out 20 years ago that you probably didn't see. They already had two sequels that were bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just a fucking confusing way to do to make a movie. So, it's just, you know, it should have made Man of Steel better. But, like, man, like... look at this hype machine. Like, people are fucking pumped for Batman vs. Superman. Like, you can't, there's no stopping it, Shannon. I know. And, and, and at this point, it almost feels like they just want to get it the fuck out of the way so they can get Suicide Squad out and, and Justice League in a few years. Like, 
they're even like, well, we'll get Cyborg in it, and we'll get Wonder Woman in it, and we'll get Aquaman in it, and that way we don't have to do like much to, to get those characters going. And they'll probably make more money when we do solo films for them. And it's like, it's just ev- it's everything that people are afraid Marvel will be, but it's like already happening. <laughs> I think most of all, I'm just I just feel bad for Superman because it's like they did the bare minimum for a Superman movie with Man of Steel. They really crapped one out. Mm-hmm. No one was really that into it. And now he's not he doesn't even have top billing in this new movie. It's called Batman versus Superman. They know who people really want to see. No one like people kinda like Superman, but people are way more excited that Batman's in it and that it's the Justice League. I feel like Superman is already being kind of shoved to the side to make room for like fifty other characters. Because yep. people are all about teams. People are about Batman and they're about teams. But it's funny because the the reason Marvel works is because they took the time to make you interested in every single one of the characters like I feel like they're just like onslaughting like cause like when I saw Iron Man 1 I wasn't thinking like oh I can't wait for all these movies and all these people and all you know like but we're gonna get like all these movies in like two years yep and I'm not gonna care about any of them <laughs> except for I'm, I'm, I think Ben Affleck looks kinda good well, the, uh, like I th- I agree, and I actually think the idea of like like okay, everyone came out of Man of Steel saying I can't believe we just watched nine eleven happen on a massive scale in Metropolis, <laughs> and so I appreciate the fact that they're like, well, we have to deal with the fact that this city got destroyed, um, and I I don't even mind the fact that like that's why Batman doesn't trust Superman because that that makes sense. That's not bad. But that that's going to get turned into like just bros throwing down, and then when they get to a stalemate, they're going to throw in a giant CG monster for them to fight, so they can be friends at the end. Now that totally like confuses me. It's like I thought the big appeal of this was to see them fight and you see who's going to win, but you can already see they're going to patch things up to fight another enemy. Well, you already know that. That's so just skip the fighting, right? So why why do they even need to fight each other in the beginning? You know, there's going to be some other villain for them to fight. Well, it's funny because, like, we already knew that. But they showed that trailer and everyone hated it. And now, like, all the marketing since then has been, like, focused solely on them fighting. It's like, whoops. Not that it matters because we know they're going to be like, hey, yo, bro. We need to... Yo, bro. (laughs) It's just funny to me that Sean, like, loves bros fighting each other until it's Batman versus Superman. (laughs) Okay, because it's like the stupidest. It's like okay, what if we put Mickey Mouse and like Bugs Bunny in the same movie, and then they were just trying to kill each other? Well, it's not like they haven't fought each other before. It's true, but like people care about that fight because they've been friends for a long time. This is like the first time they meet. Uh, I see. I didn't know that. But what didn't you know? That they were friends for a long time. Since the Silver Age, or the Golden Age, whatever comics have weird ages. Probably silver. Sorry, we hijacked Man. the topic, Colin. No, it's okay. I don't have that strong of feelings about it. it just uh, so why just did you put it? Be good. Did you put this as no? So you'd rather see 
Angry Birds than this. This is your number one least anticipated. I just movie. feel like it was an appropriate choice for number one, just because it's like damaging to things that people care about. Oh yeah. Like all these other movies, no one gives a shit really. But yeah. like. No, I respect it. Yeah, this seems like it cuts a little deeper than the rest of these movies will in mm. terms of its badness. Oh no, yeah, Man of Steel has ruined my life. Because <laughs> I hate that no one wants to acknowledge that it's bad. Like, the critics acknowledge it's bad. Most people are like, yeah, it's sweet when he's like fighting. It's like, no, that was bad. Admit it was bad. You did not like that. How could you have liked that? It, just, it drives me insane that people say that that's an okay movie when it's like, I just hate it. Like, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Go read the Superman Birthright comic books. They're not that old. They're pretty contemporary. And just imagine if those were the movies we were getting instead of these two. And if you don't feel like even just a modicum of the sadness that has overwhelmed my life, <laughs> then I why are you listening to this podcast? What do we have in common? It's probably Colin fandom. <laughs> I got, All I got so many fans out there. Um, well, you gotten sad enough, Sean? Do you think it's a problem that, like, one person is in charge of starting all of this? Is there one person like that for Marvel? There is. It's Kevin Feige, right? But he's in a way different position. He's like a producer. Yeah, he lets the people... I mean, he oversees a lot of the stuff, and his group of people have control but for the most part he lets people do what they do whereas I feel like Zack Snyder has taken this all on himself yeah and, and like Zack Snyder is a guy who like he likes comic book posters I'm not even sure he really likes comic books like he, he I just don't feel like he gets it man he really like, understands storytelling he understands visuals but yeah like when he when he announced this movie he like took frames from the dark knight returns and he's like i'm gonna try to make this and it's like how could you possibly do this that that takes place in apocalyptic future and it's like the end of batman and superman's story you're gonna start at the very end that's how you're gonna introduce these characters i mean yeah you got the the guy who killed superman in this movie what the fuck that's, and that's his power. That's like the whole reason that character matters. <laughs> that's the whole reason he, yeah. <laughs> so he's going to be there to do the one thing that he was not supposed to do. You know, I hope they just kill him. I hope they're like, fuck it. <laughs> this is going to be a Batman universe. We're going to kill off Superman. If you want someone who flies around and punches, we'll have Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. God, this is so intense. It's, it's infuriating because these guys don't seem to care these like Zack Snyder but see like, I don't believe that like, I don't believe it. that I think they care they just like have wildly different opinions than you yeah, do they have and totally they have different tastes yeah and uh, again that is what it is <laughs> it's funny like and it, it, it is sucks <laughs> I'm sorry you should be making these movies oh we, we do such a good job <laughs> Would still get Ben Affleck, but he'd just be like kind of popping up. Just be like a little tease. You know, give Superman another go. He's still not well established, and he's already being thrown to the side. Because apparently it's like, well, Aquaman. 
Well, he's got to be there, right? What, he's fucking savage? <laughs> he's so fucking savage. He's going to be Bill Pullman savage. <laughs> Big. What if Bill Pullman was Uncle Bill? <laughs> God, in another life. Um, so, it is what it is. Uh, those were our... Uh, top 20 most anticipated movies uh, with some overlap. I guess a little less than 20. And our, our 10 least anticipated movies. Uh, you can go to mildlyplease.com over the course of the year to track our progress. See if we've seen these and reviewed them. Uh, two different acts. Sometimes we see movies without reviewing them. Um, you can also look Nancy up at Karsten Zem on Twitter. What's he doing? What's his life like? He's going to be doing some crazy shit. He's doing some crazy shit. You know you want to see it. What have I been tweeting about lately? What's it like following me on Twitter, Sean? It's like you're replying to somebody and I'm like, okay. And scroll. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> ah, that's rude. <laughs> like you're having some conversation that we missed the first part of. What do you mean I like retweeted Arnold the other day? He's like, are you ready for your phone to blow up? Literally? And I said, no, I'm not ready. Did you reply to that or did you quote tweet that? I quote tweeted it. Okay, good. That's I need I you to do that. I only reply to people that, like... Does it show... Oh, this is not a podcast conversation. I'm sorry. No, the podcast conversation happens at iTunes if you search for Mildly Pleased. Otherwise, um, just wait and more podcasts will come to you. You can subscribe or, or go to the website. I told you both of those. Uh, the last thing I have to tell you is that I and some of these other guys will speak to you next time. If I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? If I'm alive, then will